Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This is Ryan. You can find us online at ryanwattslifecoaching.com. You should check that out. Today on the show, I speak with my life partner about her personal development. And I apologize ahead of time about the audio. It's not great. Um, we had some audio issues that we didn't realize until after we recorded, but um, you live and you learn, correct? Um, so without further ado, here is Micah. Micah, I want to ask you some questions. Are you willing to answer that? No, I'm just kidding. What's a lesson that you've learned the hard way that has significantly shaped who you are today? Well, don't date someone like your dad. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, I guess I didn't have a great dad growing up, so uh, I ultimately ended up marrying someone like my dad the first time around, and that was a bad choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know that? Going into it? Did you, no, of course not. Yeah. I was 19 and he was 31. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was predatory. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're 19 and you haven't had a father figure as a role model, you don't really, you're not willing to listen to other people, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't. So, how, how did it shoot you? Um, I mean, I guess in a way it made me stronger as like just an individual. Um, there's music playing now. Okay, that was good. Um, stronger as an individual, probably. Um, super independent because I ended up having to take care of myself and take care of business for me and Evie and my household and um yeah I learned how to work hard to get what I wanted and to make sure that I was good and my kid was good and my bases were covered that's uh I mean, maybe since I know you, this seems like uh, that's a, that's a significant way to learn those lessons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it to other people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like read a book. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's not that easy. Exactly. Okay. So, can you share a moment in your life when you felt most alive? <laughs> mm. Probably meeting each of my kids for the first time. There's something very visceral and very exciting and very like life giving about meeting a person that you literally made. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll never forget to like the day I die the first time. August was screaming when he came out. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he heard your voice, you're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and it was over with, and he opened his eyes. Oh, yeah. And it was like the craziest, brightest blue eyes ever. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Snuggled right in. Boy. Yeah. Mama's boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a mom's boy. You're so out of that. I mean, it, from one week to the next, it changes. Well, and the follow-up was like, what makes that so special? And that's kind of self-evident there. Super self-evident. Um, what's one dream that you held on to for a long time 
And what steps are you taking to make it a reality? Um, I don't know. I feel like my dreams have changed a lot since I was like a little girl or a younger girl. Um, but worldview has changed that a lot. Um, when I was, you know, 10 years old, I wanted to be a missionary and a mother of like 12 children and a vet and um, just had this image of my life where I was like super god lady and um and now that I'm not religious and have realized that there's lots of religious trauma I think I've gotten to figure out who I am as a person outside of some dogma trying to tell me who I'm supposed to be as a woman um so I think in the last probably decade or so my one of my biggest dreams I think would be using um like nature and like vegetable gardening and planting and um stuff like that to help influence the lives of other people for the better there's um there's a guy in LA called Ron Finley. He's the gangster gardener and he like has spearheaded these initiatives where he's like going into food deserts where these kids don't have any access to healthy produce and I mean their their grocery store is the corner store that sells, you know, fifty cent bags of flaming hot Cheetos. And they've never had a fresh tomato. And so he goes in and he um either gets the city to sign off or gets um, people to crowdsource funds enough to like buy these empty lots and he turns them into gardens. He'll take the space between the sidewalk and the street and he'll plant them with things and he goes into school and has all these different um, like outreach programs where he teaches people about real food who have never been given the opportunity because of, you know, circumstance. So I think that would be cool if I had, like, you know, no financial responsibilities. I think yeah. that's what I would like to spend my life on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, these questions are kind of all over the place. But that's totally fine. How has your understanding of love and relationships evolved over the years? Mm. It's super evident now that it's not my job to fix other people. If I'm going to be in a romantic relationship with someone, they have to be enough of a person on their own two feet to like meet me in the middle. And I think I found that with you. Like, you know, you don't complete me because I'm already a whole person and I don't complete you because you're already a whole person. But I feel like we complement each other very well and we get along and we have similar worldviews and goals and expectations of each other. And um, it's got to be a partnership, I think, is definitely what I've learned. It's not going to be sustainable if one person is trying to fix something that's lacking in the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
thought that black is like counterculture, but it wasn't Midwest evangelical church in, you know, the boonies. Um, but I remember reading a book. I would go to the library and I would just get whatever book looked cool on the cover. And my mom was not great at screening them, I guess. Like, yeah. I read some very questionable things that I probably would not, you know, not as a Christian parent, like, would not let my child read at the age that I read them. But there was a book called Simon Says, and it was the story of this, like, this kid who was this incredible painter and they were at this like fine arts high school and he was just this like broken human being inside because he was gay and nobody knew he was gay and it was not okay to be gay and um he ended up killing himself and i just remember it being so profound because it hadn't occurred to me that people could be so like just harassed and like unseen in their life to want to go to the extreme of killing themselves. I think it made me a more compassionate person. It made me more interested in trying to learn about people and situations that I was not part of. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what the characters names were at this point or, you know, what the conclusion was outside of this kid killing himself but i just remember it being cried i cried for weeks over that book yeah but yeah i'm more compassionate i you to see that one of the things that that it just occurs to me now is like how you a lot of like your big revelation like you should share like a big revelation about like how something's happening in the world somebody else mm-hmm. like it's, you're such a hugely compassionate person in that way to where like you necessarily i mean i guess let me ask you was there a was there a part of that book that you related to or was it just that it opened up a world to you of other people's experiences? It opened up a world of other people's experiences. Something that I was not going to be privy to as a kid who was homeschooled and then sent to a private Christian school and was going to church three times a week and, you know, that wasn't a lifestyle that I was going to experience organically yeah. outside of the yeah. pages of the book. Wow. So if you can have a conversation with anyone in history, who's going to be an old gossip? This is like one of those questions that like people that you see on like lists or whatever like icebreakers I don't know you know um, really I really couldn't tell you I don't think there's any burning questions that I have for people long past that's fine let's move on then mm-hmm. I would say what's something you always wanted to learn or do but haven't yet I think it'd be really cool to like be fluent in ASL American Sign Language. Yeah. But just to be like a polyglot period. Like I, I just if I could have like one 
superpower, it would 100% be to understand and speak any language out there. But I think ASL is something that's like, um, I think everybody should. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I think everybody needs to know enough. Like, I just... One of the times when you're talking about the boys, like, I was like, oh, this is... The one thing that, that you said early on is... Uh, and one of the things I found later in life is that the fact that I have words for stuff... Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a corny thing when I hear people... I was like, what does that mean when somebody says, use your words to kids, you know? Like, I didn't have words for... Sometimes I, I, I still... I'm experiences when I learn these things, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not just the words, but you know, we're doing the, uh, do you want more? Yeah. Or you know, the, yeah. like, yeah, the other day, I was like, oh, this is, I need to know that because it's, it's another outlet for them to, I don't know, externalize or get out what, well, communicate. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's learning it's communication. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and you know, because it's so hard to tell. You can tell as parents, like, we can tell to some degree what they need based on the type of their cry. Like, we can tell when August is whining because he wants attention versus when he's seriously injured himself, you know? Yeah. Because he seriously injured himself, and he's, he's not seriously injuring himself other than, like, running his head and stuff. But, um, but you, you can tell the difference in the tone of their cries, and adding sign language is just one more way for them to hone in on what they're trying to say, to express their needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... It's, it's just awesome. Um, in, a moment, in a moment of self-doubt or adversity, what motivation do you keep going? Um, I mean, knowing that I need to figure it out because I have three children that depend on me. So I don't, I don't have an option to not figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you define success and do you feel like you've achieved it? Um, I mean, I feel like there's always more that can be done, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm successful. I have a good job. I have this beautiful house. I have a great partner. I have three beautiful babies. I am lucky that, you know, my car is in the shop and it's not going to bankrupt me to fix it. Um, I'm not worried about where my next meal is coming from. So, I mean, uh, yeah, there's, there's more, you know, there's different levels of success, I guess. And I guess success is different to everybody. And that's why you're asking this question, but like, I'm, I'm comfortable. That doesn't mean I don't have goals and there's not, you know, other places that I'd like to get to other tiers of life. Um, but yeah, I think I am successful now. What's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Don't date the bartender that's 11 years older than you. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have any but I was going to say, like, how do you reconcile that? Like, you would have... It's really, it's kind of a mindfuck sometimes. Um, it's definitely, like, it would be great to have not gone through so many of those traumatic events that I've gone through in my life. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't have my daughter who is 
phenomenal and like I can't imagine life without her so mark it up as a learning experience what's the most meaningful gift you've ever received or given and what made it so special hmm meaningful gifts Um, I don't know. Meaningful? I'm I'm not an exceptional gift giver. There's been a few moments where, like, I have hit the nail on the head and given something that was both, like, appreciated and, like, made the receiver excited. Um, But I don't know about meaningful. Um... Yeah, I don't know about meaningful. Okay. Um, if you could change one event in your life, would you? Probably not. Because I wouldn't be where I'm at. It's like the butterfly effect. You know, you go back in time and he changed one teeny aspect or you know nobody goes back in time it's like yeah i really did wish i didn't have chocolate milk on tuesday at 11:45 a.m you know um it's you know always i wish i didn't date this person or you know go to this concert or whatever i don't know so no i would not change anything because i am quite content and happy with where i'm at in life right now and changing anything in the past probably would have changed the trajectory. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? And how do you express gratitude? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm maybe not so good at gratitude. Um, I like to think that I am in my head sometimes, but you ask questions like this, and it's like, maybe there's other things that I should be doing to express my gratefulness or my gratitude for things. Well, I'm really grateful for you. Like, it's nice to live life and, like, have a partner who is excited to have your back and is excited to, like, meet you in the middle and you know like I'm hyped to come home and tell you about my day even if it's you know I was bored to tears all day long but I'm also excited to hear about your day and to you know see oops see where you're at and see what's going on and but I'm probably not super great at expressing that to you I would say that you probably, you are, I would say you are. And I would say that sometimes I feel like you have this awareness where you do, you can tell, like, sometimes you're like, okay, you know what, I should do this now. Like, I'm, and it's not like it's coming from an inauthentic place. You're just like, yeah, I think you do do that. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting you you said that you, you did, you don't feel like you do. Yeah. Uh, 
what's one goal you have for the next year? I'm going to get my garden dug. Yeah. You work on Yeah. Already, it's like 20 degrees outside. Well, I don't go out there when it's 20 degrees. I go out there when it's like 60. Well, it's 20 degrees in the morning, 60 at night. Yeah, in Cincinnati and yeah. this end of winter. What does a perfect day look like to you from morning to night? Hmm. A perfect day. Let's see here. I'm not waking up before like 7.30. Gonna start with enough sleep. Um, my coffee's ready. In my hand. I just, I go through phases where like I don't want coffee and then I do want coffee and like I'm very much in a coffee phase so I need the coffee first thing so that I can be right. And then like coming downstairs and seeing the boys who've been up for who knows how long, depending on the day. Um, it's one of my favorite things is like peeking into the playroom and seeing them finally notice them standing there. Yeah. Like August gets this little crunchy nose, like goofy teeth smile and Lita just sits there quietly and stares at me. Like, hello, you're here. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, coming to see them. Um, then, I don't know. I have time to like pull a tarot card and take a shower, put on an outfit that doesn't make me look like a middle-aged mom, <laughs> eat some good food, get my hands dirty. If I could like plant something or play with plants every day, I think that would be cool. A nice bottle of wine. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hibernating. <laughs> like it'd be cool to go traveling, but like realistically, even on a perfect day, like the places that I want to get to, the travel would take too long. Like I'd beam me up Scotty to <laughs> Italy. Yeah. Beam me to Italy. It's going to take point two seconds. It's a long flight. It's a long flight. Oh. I think, like, rather like we did before the boys, like, getting to North Carolina mm -hmm. and, like, setting the setting on the GPS to avoid highways. Whether we meant to do that or not. We're going to walk and avoid highways, and it's going to take us 72 hours to get there. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was fun. That was fun. Traveling that way. Oh. Um, What's a belief that you once had very strongly, uh, but you since changed your mind? That God is real. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess I don't want to say that God's not real. God and the Judeo-Christian, like, yeah. I don't believe that God is a Judeo-Christian, like, story yeah, yeah. is reality. I think there's something higher out there. You know, there's there's a greater being, there's a greater cause, whether you call it God or Gaia or the universe or Allah. I think all of them have some level of commonality. I just refuse to take part in the theory that 
one is better than the other and if you don't follow a specific plan or set of teachings you're gonna rot in hell because they can't all be right and they can't all be wrong oh, i just you know it's yeah it's true it's just chaos, and I think it's, I mean, you know, my my feelings about organized religion, but it's, it's a tool for oppression and control that probably started very organically and realistically and has morphed into a way to control people who are too tired to think for themselves. So, yeah. That. Huh? How do you recharge or take care of yourself after a stressful period? Mm. See, that's something I'm still not exceptional at. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not great at that. Um, the demands of having ten-month-old twins does not allow for a lot of like rest and recharging. Um, I don't know, like it just, it feels so, taking a shower is basic human needs, it's not resting and recharging, but I think if you were to ask me that question, which you did, like, that is, like, my alone time when I'm not being climbed on, and I'm not being cried at, and I'm not responsible for anything but my own cleanliness, um, yeah, I, I, I need to learn new ways of resting and recharging take care of me what's one thing you've learned about yourself through our relationship um, I'm not a doormat um, like I, I can be my own person and I can speak my own mind and have my own feelings and I don't have to worry about how you're going to take them. You know, like I feel like so frequently in the past I was worried that saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or having an opinion that was different was going to be grounds for someone leaving or um, being mad and being withholding um, emotion or energy or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, being with you, like I've learned that I can be my own person and have my own feelings and ideas and thoughts and they're all valid and you've created a space where I'm comfortable. You know, I can say something and be mad at you or like snap at you about something and I don't have to worry that you're going to get in the car and leave because I pissed you off or whatever. So, that. What? This is so, like, I don't want to edit to realize what you're saying. You know, you don't even want to give, like, my, my point of view, so I hope you didn't take it as, like, I'm just not really listening. I just... It's about your answers. Okay. So, I just wanted to. I felt like I needed to say that. Okay. So, what's a question you wish I would have asked you, but I, but I didn't? Uh, 
I don't think there's anything that I wish you would have asked me. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for being open. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. This is actually, uh, we should use it yet because. Yeah. It's. See how things changed on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Growth. Yeah. Evolve. I ASL thing. Like, I guess you just you mentioned here and there, you know, but like for that to be what pops in your mind when I ask you a question of yeah. what you want to do, that's pretty awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, so, thank you for joining us. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You're awesome. Well, I love you and you're awesome too. Thanks for having me. That's my first podcast. It's going to be a podcast over. That's okay. That's so glad the audio works. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that was Micah. So thank you so much for listening today to my conversation with my life partner. Uh, it was great fun to be able to do that with her. Uh, again, I apologize about the sound audio, uh, but that just makes it that, that much more charming, I think. So this has been Ryan Wants Life Coaching Podcast. Um, you can find us online at Ryan Wants Life Coaching. Uh, there's a great new, brand new, this is the first time I've talked about it on the podcast, uh, but it is Success IQ. And it really kind of looks at your emotional intelligence and how that's filling your success. You can find that online. Ryan Watts, Life Coaching Podcast, forward slash success IQ. Until next time, all the best.